Welcome to the Viatrizy Podcast. I'm Koji Benton Williams. The Viatrizy Podcast is dedicated to Africa's travel and tourism industry, where leaders in the private and public sectors get to talk to us. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and Google Podcasts. My guest today is the founder of Fulani Kitchen, Chef Fatimata Binta. Chef Binta, who has become the first African to win the Bucks World Culinary Prize, opens up on her journey to achieving this Nobel Prize in gastronomy and sets sight on expansion of a project aimed at bringing change to the people of her community and help grow the knowledge of African gastronomy in the world. Welcome to the New Tourism Podcast. And uh, I have a special guest today. I'm not going to mention her name. She's going to introduce herself. And yeah, you know, uh, our, our, our first uh, meetup was in Bruges, right? Yes. Okay, so introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Fatmata Binta. I'm from Sierra Leone. I'm based in Accra, Ghana. I'm a chef. I'm very passionate about African cuisine, and I promote Fulani cuisine. I also have a foundation that focuses on empowering women, inspiring them, but also creating spaces for women to thrive. Uh, thank you, Kojo, for having no, 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 me. No, so no, good to see you. No, of again. course, good to see you again. You know, <laughs> yeah. so uh, it was nearly almost, um, almost a, year. a year since we met, and yeah. I think the first meeting was there. World Gastronomy Forum uh, organized by the UNWTO. Exactly. And I won't say where, <laughs> where the, the 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 journey began, but yeah. again, it was a very pivotal moment in in the history of African gastronomy. Exactly. Uh, the first time that we had a session dedicated to African gastronomy. Yeah. And then yourself and Chef uh, Malunga yes. had had occasion to. To speak with uh, Jose as yes. a moderator, yes. and you quite, you know, uh, gave a good account of yourself. Thank now you. uh, let's get started. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you get into chef food gastronomy? I've always loved cooking. I grew up in that space. I literally grew up in the kitchen. Both grandparents, grandmothers, um, owned restaurants in different counties. One in Guinea, one in Sierra Leone. And I grew up in Sierra Leone, so most times during vacation period, my family would just send me to Guinea to stay with my grandmother. So she used to, I still have vivid memories of her frying something called gato very early in the morning to go and sell on a weekly basis, something called Luma, which is like a market where everyone meets traders. And then my grandmother also in Sierra Leone used to own like a cookery um, space, they call it cookery buffer. So I grew up in that space. Loved it, went to culinary school. Um, sorry, went to international, went to university first, studied international relations, and then studied marketing, um, travel and tourism. Left in 2010, went to Madrid, Spain, spent two years, and then I, I had a aha moment that actually I love, I enjoy cooking, why not do it as a career? So I decided to go to culinary school in Nairobi, Kenya, studied two years. Worked in hotels, three different hotels, and then got tired of the routine. But it was important for me to go through that phase to learn all the techniques, understand what it means to be a chef and to create, you know, and also collaborate with people, teamwork. And then decided to start a concept called Dine Mat, which focuses on traditional cooking of the Fulani people, but also telling stories and preserving the, the, our culinary heritage. 
And how was it received? Or you know, the, the, the dining on the mass concept. Obviously, sometimes when you start, it takes a you know a bit of a a, a, a miss or something like that. And, and then you know, it it turns out to be the real hit. It was tough in the beginning um, because this is food of people. Um, even though they're the largest nomadic tribe, a lot of people don't know much about them. So, and also they are very traditional people who are moving from one place to another. They are hardly in one place. So people don't know about the cuisine. They only know them to be cattle men. So it was really challenging living the fine dining space and promoting a very bold cuisine, but very unique palate also for a lot of people. So I remember in the beginning, it was my friends that were signing up for my events. And I did that for like a year. And then the breakthrough was when um, Yale University students were in Accra, they were visiting, and then a friend connected me with them. And that was for free. They came, they sat on the mat, shared the story, they ate the food. But social media also is very powerful, so I shared photos. And then everybody was curious, like, oh, wow, this is cute, you know, sitting on the floor. That was yes, the main yes. focus. It wasn't even about the food. They didn't care about, oh, is yeah, it going to taste good or not? the culture around it. Exactly. Yeah. It was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. This is new to sit on the floor and pillows. So. And then the curiosity started. People started reaching out, um, asking questions. And then I did an, on another event with Harvard Business School. And then that was the breakthrough moment. Okay. It just blew from their articles here and there, started hosting more events with travel companies like Testmakers Africa, yeah, so and then cool. it's been a journey since then. Okay, yeah. uh, fast forward, and then we met mm-hmm. in Bruges, yeah. in the World Gastronomy mm-hmm. uh, Festival, yeah. organized by the UNWTO, mm-hmm. and then you had a session yourself and Shelf uh, Malonga, Malonga yeah. and that was one hour, one hour, 30 minutes of a very... <laughs> Uh, revealing a session about African, you know, uh, gastronomy. Do you think that that moment was a very cardinal point in your uh, your standing now as a as a as a as an influential but also very influential voice for African and world gastronomy? I think so. Mm. I really think so because the world was watching also. And then we shared so much, Malunga and I. It was, it was a very engaging session. And I think everything from then to now actually was born from that moment. It was, it was a big moment in my career and in my journey. So I'm very thankful. Very thankful. I, I believe also any platform you get, I use my mat as a platform too. I believe anyone who walks into my mat is a moment for me to educate people. So any platform I get, I try to educate people on what Africa means, you know, when you think about African cuisine and what our values is, are, you know, what our, our, our cuisine represents. It's, it's important. I believe it's up to us to talk about Africa and reintroduce Africa to the world. Because I think for the longest time, people... The world has seen Africa in a different way. Yes. And as ambassadors, I consider myself an ambassador. It's time for us to reintroduce Africa to the world. And, no, no, I think, and I think, the time I think is now. And, and, yeah. and, and that's why I make the point that the tour of African gastronomy, general that was published by the UNWTO, was yeah. so, very crucial as well. Yes. Uh, you know, it didn't, uh, what, what do you call it, um, uh, 
uh, outlined all the the recipes that you need for African food, but yeah. it gave uh, you know country by country uh, what you call it a uh, quick exactly. taste of of, of uh, a country. So yeah. it is part of a way that we can be able to shed light on what Africa has to offer. Exactly. And then now you want the. Basque Culinary World Prize Awards. Wow, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. How do you feel now? I'm overwhelmed yeah. in a good way. And being all over, you spoke to CNN, BBC, all over. Uh, Garden, everywhere. You've been telling the story. All over. It's been, it's been very exciting. Um, I'm so grateful to be here. Also very humbling because this is a space where I get to invite people to what Africa means, what African culinary traditions means, okay. what our world means. So it's, I'm still processing it. Okay. Where do you <laughs> yes. go from here? Because then obviously, yes, now the award, the ceremony sometime, you yeah. know, what? July. July, yes. you know, something. But what do you intend to go from here? It's a, it's a big one. It's, yes, it's know. very big. It's what very big. I'm looking forward to that day because it's so much is happening. I'm trying to take a step at a time and and also be present in everything because it's easy to just move fast with the space and not really enjoy it. So every interview, I try to be present in that interview, you know, and and that takes a lot of grounding also. So I'm looking forward to the awards and connecting with everyone at that awards, okay. you know, and and create relation, you know, nurture relationships from that awards because this is just the beginning. Yes. It's it's a mission. We are only starting. And I can't wait to get my hands, you know, in into the work with my team. I can't wait to move. I'm actually moving to Tamale. Okay. Which is something I've never done. So that's also a very bold step to, to completely leave yeah, here, Accra, exactly. and be there because I believe if you're going to build something, you need to be there every day okay. and be part of it. What will be your message for uh, chefs, young chefs, for women, you know, in particular? Believe in yourself. Mm. I strongly believe in that because there are times you... Your ideas will not make sense to a lot of people in the beginning because it's unique, but that, that doesn't mean that it will not work. Okay. When it's I part of the story, it's ex- part of the journey. Exactly. When I started spreading maths, well, I, I had yeah. people who were like... But you have to... Uh, exactly. <laughs> but I believed in it. And because I believed in it so much and I poured my energy and I stayed consistent also, also challenged myself and listened to constructive criticism. You should be open to listen also to go. I was able to create a template that has never been around. This is new, like dying on a mat concept. It's a template I built. Exactly. So believe in yourself, but also stay consistent and listen to constructive criticism and build yourself. Do you have advice to destinations, government, tourism boards, and all of that? How should they... Uh, take gastronomy and, 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 and food, I mean culinary, as part of their uh, offerings? Food is very powerful. Yeah. It's a universal language, I believe. Even if we don't speak the same language, you can actually sit at the table and eat food and smile at each other. I think um, there is a lot happening with African gastronomy right now in the continent, and food can influence change, so they should be open to collaborate with chefs from all over the world. 
and create experiences around food. It's the easiest way to pilot things for tourism right now because tourism is food. Without food, you can't really say it's tourism. Mm. When you travel, that's the first thing you look for food. I make I always remember what our secretary general said. <laughs> yeah. he, your, I mean, uh, uh, Mr. Zurapolo Lucas really had always said that there's no uh, uh, good trip without food. Exactly. None. That's the first thing. When I'm landing, when I'm on the plane, sitting by that window seat, I like the window seat, <laughs> I'm always thinking, oh, where's the next place am I going to explore? I just want to eat. That's the first thing. Before anything. Okay. So, please collaborate with change makers culinary ambassadors or just foodies let food be the center of everything we create when it comes to tourism it should be the center because that's the main engine of gravity exactly it's that it's our main engine okay thank you Shabinta. thank you for having again. me congratulations again thank you so for much the award. thank you i'll be there to support I can't wait. Bye. Bye.